0: Welcome to the podcast. Join Nate and Mike, lifelong friends, as they discuss stocks and investing. The name says it all. This This is is two buds buds talk stocks. All opinions expressed by Nate and Mike are their own. Please do not buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear.
1: Welcome to the podcast. We are live. What's going on, Mike? Well, we're actually not live, Nate. We're a podcast, so we record the podcast, and do, then we po- publish them, so we're actually not live. i do that as a cue
0: so that you know that we're recording, but yes, you're right. Maybe I should think of a different uh, <laughs> lead in. Anyways. I
1: kind of like that. You got to keep it in there. So I I owe you an apology today, or is it props? We'll um, do one
0: or two. Well, I like doing both. Apologize, because that would be the first time ever, and, and props, that would, that would also be good. Well, so.
1: I've apologized to you many times, but it's usually me being sarcastic. So it's the summertime, and I'm thinking, you know what? These hard seltzers taste pretty tasty in the summertime. Oh, I think I know where this is going. Thinking, okay, good. Let me finish. So I'm thinking, you know, you got the White Claw, which is private. It's owned by this one guy. He never wants to take it public, which I like when we talk about that. I like stocks as much as the next guy, but when I have, when this podcast is that big where it's a corporation, we're not taking a public. I don't need to answer to shareholders why we missed our earnings per share by 0. 0.04 cents. It, it's the truth, I like it when right? companies don't go public.
0: I mean, it's funny because right. you and I, we want companies to go public, but it's the same thing. If you and I had a company, why would you ever want to deal with that headache of having to answer to shareholders in the public? I wouldn't. Yeah. If I had a business, I would never do that either.
1: Well, and look, it's like, let's say you're making an arbitrary number, uh, 15 million, whatever. Mm -hmm. Do you really want the extra like 28 million to like answer to people? (laughs) Like, I don't know if there's, there's a risk reward for that. You know what I mean? If you're having some big company.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just keep the uh, company private, do your thing and uh, always let the answer. And then you're the
1: boss and then. This is kind of nice.
0: This is what Google did when they went public. I read this book and they were talking about how Microsoft, this is why they were so far behind in search for the longest time, is because they never looked at Google as a viable competitor. And part of it was that it was a privately held company all throughout the late 90s and the early 2000s. So they had no idea how extremely profitable Google was during that whole time. It's not until they went public with their S1 that Microsoft was like, oh wow this is how much money they make doing search we and then by that time Uh they tried just they tried to scramble and like maybe we need to pivot to search it was too late so that's the other advantage too if you're in a competitive industry you can see that just you don't have to release your books to anybody they they don't know
1: well and then it's like i I bet you the this executive got fired i got it guys one word bing what do you think (laughs) and then somebody else is like so you know what the, uh,
0: yahoo maybe maybe yahoo's for sale we can get, we can get it on yahoo
1: yeah well remember when microsoft was gonna buy yahoo that was like the biggest thing that, what about a dud there well yahoo's private right well
0: i don't know where yahoo stands now they got bought by was it verizon and then now verizon sold that off to aol so i don't know where aol stands but they were going to pay, I mean, what? Microsoft was going to pay something like $34 a share or something at that time. It was, yeah. or maybe it was over 30 billion. So you just talk about the all time luck outs, right? I mean, it was Yahoo that was the one that was like, nah, we're not going to sell for that much. So looking back, I mean, all the things Steve Ballmer did wrong uh, uh, running Microsoft, He, uh, this is what I do is like, at least I didn't buy Yahoo, right? I mean, people would say, hey, <laughs> yeah. but there weren't Give something. would not me like, we are not going to talk about that part. I didn't buy Yahoo. <laughs>
1: So um, back to the hard seltzers. I'm like White Claw, all right, privately company, and then you got Truly. And do you know that Truly and White Claw make up seventy five percent of all hard cider seltzers or whatever?
0: This I didn't know this, but this makes sense because those are the only two that I have ever had, and those are the only two that if i get together that i see it's usually white claw
1: or truly or Do you know who both.
0: owns truly is that one also private or is my part owner of that? you
1: have no idea who owns truly i have no idea you're gonna flip <laughs> because this is where it goes into my apology is, is i'm part owner of it is what i'm thinking this is what it yes, is going to be sam adams owns truly
0: yeah, we'll see. I was just messing around there. I knew that all along. I was just testing all right, you to nice, see. Nice, it. nice. You. Okay, I
1: like it. it Give me a big old beach ball. So, um, you were gonna buy Sam Adams at one eighty five. No, you bought Sam Adams at one eighty five ish year. You know, maybe two and a half, three years ago. And I remember giving you a hard time. Yes, and I owe you an apology because it's now trading above a thousand dollars a share. It's got one of the best, it's actually probably has the number one publicly traded hard seltzer on the market. So they got marketplace. And I don't think, and I'm not into the hard seltzer game by any means, but Budweiser, the Coors, the Coronas, I don't see people going to purposely buy the Bud light seltzers. They're going straight to the Trulies and the White Claws. So kudos to you. And I even did the valuation- on the gram theory of which we can uh, we'll have some videos posting how that's calculated and they're valued at around fourteen hundred dollars a share Yeah, and
0: so room for upside still
1: still got some upside man so i like uh sam adams there's me giving you kudos and apologizing to you for your. well, well thank issue.
0: you for the kudos and, and and i accept the apology as well too i mean this is so one of the main things that we talk about a lot, right. Is just an adi- uh, difference in investing styles and philosophies. And when I, uh, when I invest in companies, sometimes the valuation is not always there, but I look and see the potential for growth. I couldn't have necessarily seen that all hard seltzers were going to be, uh, really what is, is selling for the, uh, for the brewers right now. But, um, craft beers have, have always been, have always been a niche as well. And, um, I just like one of the things I like doing is looking at the market capitalization, right? You just take the uh, share price and multiply it by the number of shares outstanding to get what a company's market cap is. And it's just rough back of the envelope type of valuation. And when you look at the biggest player in the space, Budweiser, its market cap is, is uh, over a hundred billion. And I think when I.
1: Let's take a look. So Hmm. we've got. The bot And I actually, I said Sam Adams, and I'm incorrect. Sam Adams is just a type of beer that Boston the beer Boston company. Beer company, company makes. Yes. Sam, Sam Adams, Adams is the, flag is the flagship. flagship, right? Yep, you got. So um, let's take a look here. Sam Adams.
0: So are you using our favorite website right now? Finviz.com?
1: You know what? I love Finviz. <laughs> But I actually go between, it's so funny. I love finance.yahoo. We're talking Yahoo, bagging on them a little bit. But finance Yahoo and Finviz are into my two favorites. That when I'm actually in my brokerage account, researching stocks, which I got a move I'm making tomorrow to talk to you about, um, I actually go to Finviz and Yahoo Finance mm-hmm. to look up the numbers. And by the way, we are not sponsored for them, but we are looking for sponsorships sponsorship for them. <laughs> um except if they're like we'll give you shares of yahoo (laughs) hello (laughs) um do you know what's funny if you think about it not to get too off track when i do want to talk about sam and some of their competitors is in the dot-com think about this during the o2.com bust right Mm -hmm. you had yahoo was a big player you had you know uh pets.com was the big player you had the the was it Dodge.com, you had all these com booms. I think there was an
0: actual toys.com.
1: Toys.com. And all these going to ones were once the hottest.com. And I did the numbers. Is back then you had Amazon, which just sold books in 01, 02. You had Priceline, which was just to book your flight. And if you bought, let's say, 10000 dollars and 10 random com stocks with dogs.com, pets.com, whatever, all these ones. If you just picked of those ten thousand and you did a thousand in each stock, if nine of them go out of business, which ninety percent did, and if you were able to put ten, one thousand dollars in either Amazon or Priceline, then you'd have about two million today.
0: Yeah, this is. So there,
1: you can find gold in these like indie the hills. So I don't know. That's just a kind of a weird thing to think about. Do you know what? Yahoo was trading at in 2002.
0: Probably right about the same amount it was trading when uh Microsoft wanted to buy them in 20 2010 or whatever it was.
1: They were tra- wait, I don't know.
0: It, it could have been No, you said They're you trying said trying to buy Amazon? No, no, you said uh you said Yahoo though. Oh, you no, said,
1: I meant when was Amazon? It's all right. Sometimes uh, I don't pay attention either. Um what was the price at the lowest of Amazon in 02? Take a guess.
0: It was trading for under a dollar, wasn't it, at one point?
1: Well, priceline was a dollar eighty was their lowest. Mm-hmm. Yahoo was five dollars and eighty cents. So the point is if you put a thousand dollars in that, I mean you got about, you know, two million probably today.
0: We'll um should do this too. Put together some research and see had you dollar cost average it dollar cost average into all those companies. Like you said, take the basket of, uh, of 10 stocks, including say Priceline and Amazon. And again, how even over those years, if you added small amounts, it would what it would be as well today, because I'm sure accounting all those dot .coms, it just went under, never did anything. Toys.com is the best example of this for me. Just a premise, we're gonna sell toys online. And I don't think it ever truly launched where they sold toys.
1: But well, yeah. that's the funny thing where Amazon was like, we're gonna sell books. And It's like books, no way, dude. i like this toys.com, dude. Uh, but anyway, that's our history lesson for today. So you go to the Boston Beer Company, I'm on a little finance.yahoo here. Uh their market cap. So there's a, they're trading at a thousand dollar one thousand thirty-eight dollars a share. Um, their market cap is twelve billion. So this that's is a mid-cap. good cap.
0: This is a good this is a. this is really um, a good example of what I was uh, saying before when you look at the uh the market cap, right? Because if we rewind, what it, whatever it was back to to 20 2015 when I when I initially bought, um, the market cap was somewhere around
1: half of that, it
0: was maybe six billion dollars. Six billion, yeah, I can't remember so. At that time, Bud would have still been the biggest player in the space, right? So Bud's market cap has gone up as their stock has gone up. But one of the things I like doing is looking at it, where who's the largest competitor in the space, right? So if we're sticking with uh, with beer companies,
1: I got Budweiser right here in bed, yeah. Anheuser-Busch.
0: It's it's always been the big biggest, right? But what I like to look at is so if I if I started investing in Sam when it was six billion. And now it's basically a double to 12 billion. And I I mean I dollar cost average in along the way. So there was points where it was probably even lower than that. And of course higher than that. And I've bought closer to the highs now. But even at twelve billion, if if uh, if inBev Budweiser is still at what's it would you say is that 100? It's
1: 150 155 billion.
0: So this is where where what I really like to do. Is there a possibility that Sam can double again?
1: and get to 30.
0: Yeah. So if it's at, at 12 billion right now, so right. let's call it 24, let's call it 25. So if yep. Budweiser is at a hundred billion, I don't know how many years it's going to take, but is it a better, is is it more realistic that, that Budweiser gets to a double to 200 billion before Sam Adams gets to, or Boston Beer Company gets to to 25 billion? If my, my thought is that it would be easier for Boston Beer Company to double to, to twenty-five billion a market cap than it would be for for uh, Budweiser and Beth. Well, up, and like then
1: and 200. this is where I I probably would actually use finviz.com, but if you like ads, use them for sure. You know, Sam or excuse me, the Boston Beer Company, they've got good numbers. They don't have a lot of debt. I mean, they're actually there's a reason why it's priced at a thousand dollars a share. So kudos to you and uh Um, there you go. I'm actually kind of not look, yeah, it's on the radar a little bit. You know, I got rid of, Oh, I got to interrupt myself here. The last time you and I spoke, we, I put you on the spot. I told you how I'm awesome. And I decided (laughs) to sell all my Philip Morris international, which I'm not looking back on. I trimmed off all of my Exxon because I'm not a fan of energy. Um, you said you were going to sell your Altria. Yes. Symbol MO which you had for about 10 years. You and I owned that together mm-hmm. for probably 10-15 years. Yeah,
0: I think I owned it for over over 14 you years. Sell anyways. it? All of it? I sold all of it. I am a, no longer Ooh, a holder of uh, tobacco, and it, and it does what like did you said. What'd you buy in R.J. Reynolds? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, there's this uh, company out of uh, Britain. It's called the uh, British British Tobacco Company. <laughs> so, no, I did. I I got rid of all of it. I traded the next day, and I sold my entire stake in it. As I said, I had sold my Philip Morris stake a few years before that. So I no longer have tobacco. I feel really good about it. I feel would better you What'd than-
1: you buy? This
0: is where I like to um like to do my little um basket approach, right? I, I uh, have okay. a brokerage account that doesn't doesn't offer or excuse me does offer um no commissions and then fractional shares. So I like spreading spreading the wealth, and um I basically in that I can hold up to to a hundred different companies. So that's really what I have is a hundred companies, and I spread the wealth between. All of them. And I try Well, which to...
1: one? Because I'm actually curious. I know you had to spread the wealth and put it in, in mm-hmm. some. Which ones specifically did you put them in?
0: Well, let's let's start. Let's backtrack here with uh, with Boston Beer Company. This is a good way my my basket approach works. So, um, I like uh, stuff that uh, serves uh, beverages of some sort. So I I have Starbucks. I have for for coffee. I don't I don't think people drinking coffee on the way to work's going anywhere. I uh put some in my daily user Monster Energy. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the energy drinks my, myself, but again, a lot of people like to pick me up from the energy drinks. And then yeah. of course I like uh I like uh, as we said, Boston
1: beer company. So there's three right there. I like uh you know what's crazy about Starbucks? If you think about it, what's up? I'm gonna butcher this but with the amount of starbucks that there are in the world and the amount of coffee they make there's not enough beans to to actually for them to make and supply to make that much coffee
0: i've heard this before right especially like, to the way they source their coffee beans from from south america don't
1: from- ask where how they do it i'm just saying like if they're going to make if they need to make x amount of cups which equals x amount of beans they don't have enough beans to make those cups that are being made yeah, already.
0: I, I could see this too. This is, I've heard stats like this before. So that sounds legit.
1: Just no follow-up questions. Like we'll explain.
0: <laughs> this so is, this not, is how I, our stats gotta, work. Very superficial level.
1: All right. I'm putting you on the spot here. Cause it's like, you, you got me at SBUX dividend, great company, love Starbucks, big fan, Sam. I already drooled all over that one what's monster symbol here i don't even I, I i what what are they i don't know monster i mean i know the drink obviously
0: uh m n s t is the ticker symbol
1: m n s t monster beverage so they're trading about 93 dollars a share here hold on i'm in uh thin which if you like clicking here, ads get ready i mean
0: i may be behind the curve on this one i still think they have uh Chart's pretty decent, great growth prospects, but do you know, it was the best performing stock from like, uh, I think it was on our Kager list that for that 15 year, but going back to no, 2000
1: is would have been better.
0: Um, so if you go back to 2000, if you can find the, uh, the price at in, uh, 2000, I think it was at one point it was, it was trading at, uh, less than uh less than a dollar per share if you count it doesn't pay a dividend but it's split so many times and I think it's had a couple of four for one splits so going back to 2000 if you adjust for those splits I think the share price is under a dollar so
1: yeah let me take a look here it's funny I love these stocks where it's like January 1996 14 cents 22 cents 64 cents you know in 2000 it's like you know a dollar fifty.
0: There's an, there's another there's another great website for this we can yeah. give it so our, our listeners can find this it's called dividendchannel.com all one word dividendchannel.com and it has a tab on there that does a calculator so you can just put the stock in and you can actually go back to a specific day so instead of sorting through uh, through Years. Yahoo by date yeah you just actually it has a rolling calendar and their data a lot of times goes back to ninety. 95. When did you
1: buy them originally? I know you dollar cost average, which again, dollar cost averaging is just buying a specific dollar amount. Well, it can be a different dollar amount, but I do it with cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is in my bucket of, I like to have 5%, if not lower of pure speculation, meaning their numbers aren't there. There's no valuation. You're just going with your gut. I dollar cost average um, cryptocurrency, which is about 0.04% 0.04% of my total portfolio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll throw in, you know, a couple hundred bucks one week. Uh, yesterday, you know, I bought it at 54,000 or whatever it was trading at. Um, I bought it again on the dip lower. Yesterday was down to 32. I bought it again a couple hundred dollars or whatever. of your business, what I paid for it. <laughs> and then now it's up 14%. The point is, I didn't take one large chunk. I already have a specific dollar amount in my head I want to put towards it. And I'm just kind of slowly, whether it's a couple hundred, couple thousand, whatever you have, slowly putting it in there. Um, Yeah. So I've been dollar cost. When when did you start buying it? Because they did split here in 05. They were trading at like, this is kind of weird. You're trading at below $2 a share.
0: That's adjusting for the splits, right? So yes. Then
1: that split. And then it, boy, this thing was a monster. No pun intended. This was at like... uh, yeah, it was like nine bucks. It's kind of weird. Everybody well, that's
0: really that. that's really what you what you want is is you're investing in companies over time I, I'm if are going was wrong. up.
1: It was like forty one. Sorry, I had the my map wrong. It was like a forty one dollar. Then it split. Um, when did you start buying it?
0: Uh, I think I bought it in 2015. Is really the year that I actually started really looking to diversify my my portfolio and buy. It a lot of different companies and that's corresponding when when prices we were talking i think we've talked about commissions before and commissions just the the enemy of investors right and they've been going down year over year to the point now where a lot of brokerages have no commissions and that's great for us as investors but i think there was i recall there was a big change in one of my brokerage accounts where they really cut their commission costs so it was not a barrier entry as much where i could start doing it because for a while there i mean paying $7 or seven plus dollars for, for a trade. Right. And it's just like, I really wanted to make sure that I was investing enough in a position where that, that commission didn't, didn't eat into it right from the beginning. So
1: I think it also makes, cause I'm all about the zero commissions, whoever, I mean, that's what I do when people talk, you know, garbage about Robin hood and whatever happened with them in the meme stocks. It's like, Hey, we got to thank Robin hood because that's the reason mm-hmm. why I'm not paying $25 per commission. And I'll tell you what, I'm more likely to psychologically, I know it's only seven, $18, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're more like psychologically, if you buy a dog and it stinks and you just don't like it, you're more willing to probably sell it versus, like, I mean, I just kind of paid the commission. Like I just got it. Yeah. So I, I think it's made me. And look, people have been doing dollar cost averaging for, you know, since the dawn of time. I'll be honest, though, you got to have a little bit more stones for you to actually dollar cost average back in 2012 mm-hmm. 2011 when you're paying 13 i mean vanguard at one point was paying 24 a a a, a trade and then even the low ones were like 6.99 remember all of those commercials yep. like 6.99 trades but you know well, you can only do it with certain companies and so forth
0: that's a great point i mean there was really seven dollars was kind of the jumping off point for the discount brokerages and then everything has been erased to, to zero from there but I mean, even if somebody wanted to invest with a, a modest amount on a monthly basis of say $100, right, which is very reasonable. And over the course of a year, you could be putting $1,200 away. But if you were paying a $7 commission for each $100 trade you were making or investment, I mean, that's 7% right there. I and mean, when you think about it, your investment has to go up 7% just to, to break even. So that was the whole point is just that I'd wanna wait until I had a larger amount, right? get to a thousand dollars and now you're looking at less than uh you know it's down to what three and a half percent or so on so this is this is makes it all the more advantageous to dollar cost average now with 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 no commissions i mean you can do it even on a weekly basis right
1: when i find myself where where, uh previously before the free commissions you know let's say your budget to your point was 1200 bucks i would find myself doing the 1200 at one time and probably being so conservative, um, not being, and to me, that's probably the biggest game changer of all versus the 100, 100, putting as many stocks as you want. Um, Monster, you know, we can move on a little bit. That one, I don't, is, I'm not the biggest fan just because I love Starbucks presence and I love the amount of people you're reaching and the demographic you're reaching Mm -hmm. and the amount of cash they have. Um, I, my, my only beef kind of, this is, I don't have any financial background information to back this up, but this is just a gut play. You know, you walk in, you know, I purposely go and I stop to get Starbucks. There Mm -hmm. are people, 75% of people buying hard seltzers are going to buy white claw or truly. Mm -hmm. I think when people need that, that the demographic of the people that need to get that energy boost, if they see a Red Bull, they might buy, which is private they see a rock star, they might just pick it up. I, I I don't know how many people are going straight for the monster just because it's the monster. Well, well cyber, what tech you buy? Um, I bought
0: Tech's cyber. That's always fun. Yeah, cybersecurity. So let's start with the big staples. Of course, we got Apple and uh, Microsoft. And then um, I like uh, uh, DocuSign. You talked about DocuSign Ooh, before.
1: DocuSign. At, What'd at you team. get it, at, 190
0: um, it was probably, yeah, it's a week ago. They had a good, I think they had a good earnings report, didn't they? Mm-hmm. It's still well off, it's been as high as 220. So, DocuSign um, is
1: becoming that verb, dude. Uh, yes, I, it. It especially- oh, I do, you, do you docuSign? Can I docuSign? Like, I get that. Like, it's uh, let's Google it. I like to say, let's give it a goog, mm-hmm. but like, uh, Google, Uber, but Google, DocuSign, signs, that is entering verb because again, going back to it, hey guys. Let's monster it, What? <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? Let's get a tasty beverage, huh? What the caffeine in it? what? Huh? But, uh, I like DocuSign. Oh, it's a quick side note. So my son graduated the third grade and I said, Hey, third grade, you get, some, we'll get you some money for your stock account. I actually teared up. Cause I go, all right, what do you want to buy? Hey buddy. True story. I'm like, what do you want to buy, huh? Thinking he's gonna be like Nintendo, and he's like, "Um, all right. So I want to split it between. No joke. He goes, I want to split it between Domino's, DPZ, Microsoft, and then the rest towards a tech ETF." That's all what right. he Said to me, my nine-year-old, and I'm like, "Well, you're a little tech-heavy, but I'll take." It. Taught him well.
0: That's good diversification. Still, I like the uh, Microsoft play. And I definitely well, It started
1: that. with 50, 50 DPZ dominoes and then 50, 50 or 50 dominoes. And then 50 Microsoft and my oldest, he's a little bit wiser. He buys the, um, and then I told him, you know, you finished first year of college. You get the same amount towards your stock account. And he's getting, he was talking about the, uh, my son actually conceptualizes what an ETF is, which is mm-hmm. again, just a collection of stocks. Yeah put together and the big difference, and we might need to like, give it a Goog for this. And we I want to talk about this a little bit later, but an ETF and a mutual fund are very similar, mm-hmm. but they're also a little different. Um, simply put a mutual fund is better for your tax non-taxable accounts. And then an ETF is better for an ETF is better for your Taxable accounts, mm-hmm. so the little guys getting a little Domino's, which no one in my family owns, little Microsoft, and uh, sorry I I interrupted you in that DocuSign play though.
0: I was gonna say the um, Domino's, um,
1: one of the best stocks in the in, last decade. Yeah,
0: I mean it really is. So um, and this is the thing too is that uh, I mean. Your kids getting that, too, and getting at a young age, they have so much
1: time, too, and upside. You know when Bill Belichick took over the New England Patriots and made them the franchise they are? And That's nine,
0: 99, went, right? Wasn't that the, the one? Like 90,
1: we'll say 98, 9, sure. Mm-hmm. That's what the Domino's CEO did. Yeah. They were essentially, Domino's was like Pizza Hut, Yum which yum has Pizza Hut Taco Bell uh, Long John Silvers uh, everywhere else you don't eat <laughs> and you you know essentially Domino's was what a they for a $10 stock and he took them to 150 mm-hmm. he took them to 250 he took them to 442 and I mean I, I should know his name because you know I, I some of these CEOs they can have a huge impact. Patrick and, uh, something or other. But DPZ, man, they're even that billionaire guy, not like Carl Icahn, but one of those types where he had like 10 billion in Starbucks billion in Starbucks and sold it and put it all in Domino's is it, um
0: Bill Bill Ackerman, I think. yeah, yeah, sure. That's the guy. Actually, Actually it is that guy.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh well so you DocuSign, Microsoft bought auto no.
0: autodesk, make a, autodesk. What's yeah. that one? They make um CAD software, computer computer aided drafting software.
1: You get any cloud? What, what's your cloud play? I bought Salesforce, Data da,
0: DataDog, and uh, I bought cybersecurity and crowdsource. Cybersecurity, I think, is is an interesting uh, is an interesting sector, right? It was just not too long ago there was the the pipeline that was hijacked, right, for ransomware. Yeah, what's and, their uh, symbol? CRWD here, but even if you want, I mean, more general plays that still has some exposure to the cloud, you can still look at, at at things like Microsoft. They have their Azure division, which is which is cloud. Google has the same thing. Amazon has Amazon Web Services, so even you can AWS. get exposure from that. Yeah, I mean, but big data being stored in the cloud and then cybersecurity, I think those are trends that are not going anywhere. Especially when you just Look at ransomware; is is a real, legitimate threat now. I mean, paying paying people to get your your network back, and I'm not sure what's going to happen with that, but it's only going to ramp up uh, the need for for cybersecurity. I mean, and here's well, the thing: almost every company has had a breach, right? At some point, I remember there was a few years back where Target had a big one. Target where they was the big lost one. Lost all the credit card information. Experian. I mean, Almost every bank, was yeah, has is, is had that. So, I, I well, think cybersecurity is a good play.
1: Something why I'm think bringing this point up, and I'll tell you is, I know we're talking about dollar cost average, but I also like to think we look. The market's been great the last twelve months, or the last really nine months. But people forget, and you know they people have a have a quick memory to forget that in March of 2020 we had two of the worst days of recorded history on the dow and so i do think it's important first of all have cash for like you lose your job Mm -hmm. you know to pay the bills food all that that's most important but always have some cash If you want a dollar cost average great have some cash available so when the market starts tanking that you know we talked about it in 08 and we i did buy shares in 08 when the market starts tanking, I always kind of talk about how I'm looking for stocks. Well, that stock's too overvalued. That one doesn't fit the valuation for me. That's when I'm going to buy those, those stocks. So when, if we do run into something, which during my, uh, hopefully my lifetime, we will hit that because if I'm not alive for the next bear market, that means I don't, I'm not living here because it's going to happen. Whether it's next month, six months, six years, 16 years, 26 years down the line, bear market's going to be around the corner and you want to be prepared. So, these stocks that you've been kind of eyeing and keeping things on. Now, I understand if you're dollar cost averaging, you're going to get into those dips that you also want to have some money set aside. So, to me, a salesforce.com, which is a cloud company, to me, it's overvalued. But if for some reason there's like a, uh, I don't know, some oil scare that plummets all stocks and Salesforce has nothing to do with oil scare. And it just goes down just because the rest of the market's going down. That's a good opportunity to buy these stocks at a discount.
0: That's absolutely right. And I mean, as you said- I'm sorry, you broke up. What was that? That's a, (laughs) let me pay it back to you. That's absolutely correct. So you mentioned uh, 2008, 2009 uh, bear market with the financial crisis. And this again- you and I, it was our first ever bear market. I mean, I can remember- having, Real bear too. Yeah, a number of conversations about it. And um, it was the first time that I ever experienced just every single day, the the market is down again and again and again. For months. And, and forget, I mean, the wild swings of, of I mean, some days it, it, it could be down 12%. The next day it was up 10%. And but down, I mean, so wild swings also, but just- every it was a new low it seemed almost every week right i mean the s&p was reaching a new low the dow was and at every point i kept thinking could it could it go any lower and then it would reach a new low and i did the worst thing that i think is well not the worst thing i think the worst thing would have been to panic and just take all my money out so put it in a I mattress did, yeah right it just invest in the uh Tenkanda Trust or whatever, but <laughs> it, it, anyways, I just I stood pat. I, I didn't I didn't add more. I didn't sell more. I was just like I, I mean everybody told me everything I read. Right, bear markets happen. I mean sixteen to eighteen months. And I looking back, I always wished that I was like, oh man, it's in hindsight, it's so easy to look and see. I should have just been adding along the way, right? And then this is where dollar cost, dollar cost averaging really works. The best is actually in a market that is declining, right? Because right. each time you're getting new investments and in, you're actually getting in at a lower price, it, it's a little bit of a the opposite and it's to a fault when, when stuff is going up because you're actually, buying but that's where higher, I'm just but.
1: saying you got to double up. Yeah. And that's where, look, I know some people, when you bring up to me, 401ks are awesome and sexy and awesome. And People when they bring it up, they're like 401k. Rah, rah. It's the but, best example of dollar cost averaging, like, right? When you're just going look, whatever your t- teacher's bad example because you're not paid 401k. But 403D, whatever, you're, you're, you're idea, you work right? at Comcast mm-hmm. and you're just setting up cell phones. Whatever, the the Dow is just tanking, tanking, tanking. Every two weeks, you're buying that 401k at a lower amount. Every two weeks, you're that's what 401k is. Your dollar cost averaging. Yes, it's the best example. Every cost two money. weeks. And so that's kind of a way, you know, in life where, you know, you can always focus on the negatives when the market is down and people, you always see those articles like Jeff Mm -hmm. Bezos lost $20 billion because the stock went down, he owns that much. But those are the times you have to look at it. hey, That just means I'm buying things at at the low. I'm buying at the bottom.
0: I mean, if you really are investing one, I mean, the 401k example I really like too because it's probably the best example, right, of the dollar cost averaging. I mean, yeah, because
1: it's something I came up with for sure. Go ahead.
0: Absolutely, yeah. You're paid every two weeks, every month, whatever it is. You take it, but I mean, especially usually since most most 401ks companies don't give you the option for individuals, so you're just putting it in some sort of index fund to track the market. But yes, again, the market's going to do what it does in the short term, but over the long term, historically, well, trying it's to find like. Up, so.
1: Uh, again, something positive is you working at ABC, whatever company, they lay you off and you're like, I lost my job. I mean, again, the, no one wants to get loser job, but a silver lining is you get to take those funds from your 401k, mm-hmm. roll it over into any brokerage you count, you want. Mm-hmm. And then when you roll over that IRA, you can actually trade individual stocks in which that roll actually, over
0: IRA, which is actually what, I, what I've done with
1: my, you can't employees. do that when, you are employed with that employer so yeah it's harder to do usually they don't allow you to do that so but yes that's exactly what i've done and again
0: just uh circle back with with no commissions and fractional shares it really gives the option to to invest in a lot of different different companies but speaking of the 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 last year right it was after the, the the bear market where i really didn't put a whole lot of new money to work in individual stocks when when the pandemic started and the market started tanking. I really saw this as an opportunity to make up for for the for the for the last time that I did not do anything. So that's really when I actually started dollar cost averaging in individual stocks. Before that, it was always in just in in funds to track the broad market. And it's been really cool to see over the course of the last year of the lows. I mean, talking about, I mean, some of the some of these companies, right, just seeing over over the course of of the last year at the at the low points that I kept getting in, I mean, it was probably the shortest bear market too. It really only lasted for a couple months, but in that time, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that was down 30 plus percent. So, Well, and that's the in- thing
1: and why I'm just bringing up March of last year is we had two of the worst, two of the five worst days in recorded history of the market. And I'm not saying you can time the market perfectly because two of the best days were like 48 hours later. But that's just going to show that if the market tanked and you actually, instead of everyone panicking, you're buying Salesforce down 30%, Google, Facebook, all those things, they're all coming back. So um, I don't know if that's a good segue. Well, before I move on, because I did want to go over something with you. Any other things you bought you wanted to Tell me about Chipotle. We talked a little Chipotle before. I like Chipotle for your Sam Adam or sorry. I got better Boston, better brew or bottling company or whatever that, um, market caps, probably 15 bill and trading at 1300. They've, they're no debt. They got their new CEO, the old CEO of Taco Bell's in there. And even if they just get to 25, 30 billion, which is not crazy, you know they're at twenty six hundred a share, which I think they could do.
0: Well, this is this goes right back to that to that market capitalization again. One of my favorite ways of looking at a company is again if you just look at what the leader is in the space, McDonald's, well, well over a hundred billion market cap, right? So.
1: Oh yeah, probably two. Huh? It's got to be maybe even two. Yeah. So
0: I mean, again, for if you're looking at in terms of just a true double, I mean, the path for McDonald's to get to two hundred billion. Is, is quite a bit, but for Chipotle to go from, from 15 billion to 30, 30 billion would be a double, but it's still, I mean, basically a, a third of the size of McDonald's. So it seems probable, but I think sometimes what people do is look at it in terms of the dollar amount of the share price. So we've talked about Sam, which is over a thousand dollar share price and uh, same with, uh, with Chipotle, right? But if you look at it in terms of both of those market caps, one's a $12 billion company and one's a $15 billion company. So I would encourage people to not necessarily be scared away by what the actual share price is trading, but look at what their market cap is because there's still so much room for growth. Even if if Sam Adams just got to to, to 24 billion, that's that means the share price would be roughly, if not accounting for any splits or anything, would be $2,200, right? And, what is Chipotle trading at? It's over $1,300. The same thing. If it got if it got to over $30 billion, I mean, that share price is is up to $2,600 a share. But really, it's still the, the market cap is really a good way, I think, is one of the tools I like to, to judge for room. To I
1: also want to add too, though, again, just two buds talking stocks here. We're talking restaurants. This is where the research play comes in. I'm not saying you have to predict the future. Chipotle makes money, they don't have any debt what debt they do have they could pay off with cash. they're generating cash flow. they have a good CEO they crush their earnings you can just simply see what their earnings are. People say some people say they're overvalued. that's fine. I bought them when they're undervalued but besides the point they're they're performing well. they have their new app, they're innovative, they're changing things. They're simply just a burrito place, right McDonald's, they just sell hamburgers and some other stuff on the menus. They've over time years, they are hands down with the best. I mean, probably if you looked at the last 25 years, one of the best stocks to own, the dividend, the ownership they have, the CEO is awesome. They're at $240 a share. I'm not that's where you have to do a little bit more research because I I don't like Red Robin. I don't like their financials there. I don't like uh what is it? The Long John Silver, Yum with Long John Silver's Taco Bell. I'm not as big of a fan of that stock. Uh, Or if you looked at, um, you know, I'm drawing a blank on on some of these other, uh, uh, you know, uh, companies. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head that some of just because they're a restaurant doesn't mean they're going to be crushing it like a McDonald's and Chipotle are. So it's kind of good to find that good company and restaurant you believe in, then start dollar cost averaging it. I mean, if you're dollar cost averaging a crappy restaurant company that might not get you anywhere oh, either. Applebee's
0: uh Red Robin,
1: Ruby Applebee's Tuesdays. don't what, what was it? Like uh B- Applebee's bought um IHOP and yeah, or Darden restaurants, isn't that another one? So Darden's the one that owns all Red Lobster and,
0: and I think they spun they they sold the Red Lobster, but yeah, there's those chains that Olive the Garden Darden owns. Olive Garden was the big one, and I think there's a few others, maybe a steakhouse in there, and then there's there's something like international restaurants, and I think maybe they're the one that owns IHOP, IHOP and some other, and then I think there's American Appetition. Grill, and they have things like Chili. So there's big big conglomerates that own several of restaurant chains, and then there's the individual ones. I mean, we talked about Chipotle, McDonald's. I think isn't Wendy's.
1: wendy's but they're one of the they they're on the meme they're on the stock now there's nelson
0: peltz came in an activist arby's so did they buy arby's i can't remember i thought it was
1: wendy's arby's Arby's. yeah and the kiss of death of these restaurants is you know uh we were talking about it at at dinner today i was eating chipotle and someone Mm -hmm. brought up qdoba i'm like qdoba in my nine-year-old no joke was like is qdoba private and i said they are. They were spun off by Jack in the Box, mm-hmm. and they're a private entity. And, you know, a lot of those are private. Five Guys, Chipotle, mm-hmm. Firehouse. I mean, they're Ooh, all- Do thrilled. you remember our bet from, what was our bet between- Which fire? would go public first? Five right. Guys? So set it up, yeah. What was what was the bet? Well, our bet was, you Oh, by the way, you said that when Del Taco went public, you'd buy it. They're public, buddy. They've been public a long time. Well, whatever now you have an apology. Whatever happened to your spicy pickle play? Spicy pickle was a sandwich place that was a penny stock, but it wasn't a penny. It was like a yeah. dollar twenty-five, and that was my first time when when you could not buy fra- when it wasn't uh, what is it called? Um, no commissions. Yeah, and I dabbled in it. And it was a complete and utter disaster. If a stock's trading at $1.50, usually there's a reason for that. And that's what taught me though, that it's better, you know, spicy pickle is a good example. I mean, look, I'm glad I did own it. And I'm glad I did take a loss on it. And they don't even exist. And you can't find a spicy pickle. And they were all over the place. I don't yeah. know where, Adam, where you live. They were all over the place. My biggest thing on a side note, why I didn't like them, is you're called spicy pickle. You should have like, Ten different types of spicy pickles
0: yeah they didn't they didn't really they didn't even have a, a
1: spicy pickle
0: agreed that was a big mistake so anyways thank you because you taught me a lesson so i think when i was talking about buying del taco when they went public i think uh you were still on the spicy pickle play maybe and then i saw that, <laughs> that didn't turn out well and i was like maybe i pumped the brakes on del taco
1: but here's what spicy pickle taught me they you again our example i brought up earlier uh price line was at 80 and it's 12 hundred it's $2300 okay i'm not saying today's small cap couldn't be tomorrow's mid cap and then that the, the the month then the future's large cap what i'm saying is and i learned is i'm not buying a company until i see value in that company and they've proven to me time and time and time again they can be profitable i understand i'm missing out on gains i understand that you know las vegas sands was at 38 cents and then it went to 48 dollars i understand all that but spicy pickle taught me and it's pretty much i i don't want to say the g word guaranteed but you know when you're buying these apple microsoft amazon google companies that are just crushing earnings and they've proven to me there's value there it, it it's it's kind of hard to miss on those to be honest I so mean, i'm glad I, I love spicy pickle i haven't thought about that in years thanks for bringing that up that was a good one Um, So anyways,
0: the bet was uh, five guys and... uh,
1: The bet was, and I like this, because it wasn't which company we would buy. It was which company would go public first. Five guys or... Firehouse. Firehouse. And I can tell you five guys is what I went with. Yeah.
0: Well, I had to take the other side because... I think you took it first. I, w- I really would have gone, I would have wanted to go with five guys too. Cause yeah. five
1: guys is all just burn and churn, boom, burger, burger, burger next burger, burger next. Whereas I think five, like you're too much of a firehouse is like, I, I, I think you can burn and churn and get more products in and out kind of like Starbucks kind of mm-hmm. thing. The line, you know, you can come in through the drive through you can come through in through the front door and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, burn and, I don't know, kind of like Chipotle's model, or maybe just the gut. I, I don't know. Either way, I think they're both. They're not none of them. Either of them are private, right? Or public? But both are both are private. I don't see either of them going public. In and out's a head scratcher.
0: Yeah. Well, they still are only. You were the one that told me, right? It's all about their distribution change, and this is why they're yeah. not everywhere because you cannot get California.
1: Uh, yeah. But like, it's weird. You, like I remember, uh, you know, you click on those like Yahoo articles or whatever, and it's like the uh, daughter of the owner of In-N-Out is selling her $30 million home. And I'm like, do you know why she has that home? Yeah. Because you're private <laughs> and you don't have to answer it to anybody. <laughs> so I was going
0: to say something about uh, in and out burgers. Who's the, um, who's the guy on Dan Patrick's show? The one that always had the against the grain take, the guy that would go. Nick
1: Lovin or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He,
0: whatever he's got his against the grain take. This is my against the grain take on uh, in and out burger. <laughs> going DP, um, huh? Yeah. I don't think In-N-Out Burger is anything special. I don't like their burgers. I don't think their fries are any good. But I just feel that everybody else keeps saying that their fries mm-hmm. and their burgers are good. So most people just like they have to say it. they're like, yeah, it's the best thing ever. But no, I'm it going is the, the
1: best thing ever. A and B, what no. makes them good is the same thing with the Starbucks. Their consistency is key. And they are just Cheeseburger, 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 milkshake, cheeseburger, fries, milkshake, cheeseburger, burning and turning these people. And they're so efficient and effective that every meal tastes the same way. And, um, but who knows? Their numbers could be sh- complete crap and you, they go public. And that's why you, you got to do the research. I don't think when you have these companies that they're ever going public, but Walmart was one of those. They were private for years. Yeah, 30, 30 years. Well, let's see. They, Sam Walton started it in the mid
0: fifties and I don't in think it was still the, yeah, until the seventies. So it probably at the very least 20 years, which is something that is totally different in today's age too. You will never have this, a company being profitable for 20 years like that and then going public. Although maybe now could be it
1: though. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, been that around was since Visa the 50s. and
0: MasterCard. Visa and MasterCard have been around forever and then go public until the uh, late two thousands. Well, they didn't 2000s. have a good
1: example about our whole public private thing. You, right now, they're like, we don't want to build restaurants unless it's close enough to our distribution to give us the freshest mm-hmm. amount of meat. Okay? So you imagine you get some C- hot shot CEO in there. Okay, we're going to put a distribution plant yeah. in every state, and we're going to go to all 50 states so everyone can eat it. And we're just, you know, in Canada and overseas, and they just then they just water it down. And, you know, that could be the case, too.
0: Well, this is exactly what happened with Under Armour. Kevin Plank started the company. Right. Oh yeah. And First
1: stock I ever owned.
0: That's, no second I'm, stock I ever owned. Yeah. I remember this and it was just growth. I mean, Under Armour was Under Armour was the darling of wall street. I mean, just quarter over quarter year over year, double digit growth and revenue double double digit growth and earnings. And then Kevin Plank, I mean, somehow got the idea that he's like, well, let's discount. Our clothes and start selling them in places like target or walmart or kohl's and what he thought was that if we just put more of our clothing in um the lower i don't know what the what you call the retails like there's the chain of the more exclusive brands and then there's the more common retailers right so the idea of thinking he's like if i just put them in every retailer i'll be able to cater to a wider audience right and sell more goods but what he found afterwards was that it tarnished the brand People yeah. liked Under Armour because it was more elite, right? And the moment that he started discounting it and selling it at at other Kids retails, wearing it, yes, third graders the, wearing the it, sales fifth graders. Fell off, and it actually, they have been, I don't know, in a turnaround now since basically he started this in 2015. So, yeah, who's ever run an in and out Burger probably saw this and said, no, we're not going to be well, putting distribution centers everywhere.
1: You know, we like to keep things positive on the pod, positive pod, but- you know, just like Domino's can get an awesome CEO and turn around. Boy, the reverse can happen. And these people are flawed that's individuals. The, Patrick
0: Doyle. That's the name. Sorry. Of the Domino's they, They're CEO. just
1: doily. The Doyle is <laughs> that they're just trying to like, you know, better. Look, we're all just trying to better ourselves every day. And these CEOs are just trying to better the company. And just sometimes they miss. <laughs> you don't know what the consumer wants. And some, do you know what I, uh, well, it's funny. I don't know why I interrupted myself so quickly is, uh, <laughs> Amazon. Hey man, we're just two buds talking <laughs> stocks, buddy. I don't know. Cause maybe I'm over talking under, him. uh, Amazon, you know how they, uh, if you want to return items, you had to go to Kohl's mm-hmm. and the longest time in my life, for the longest time, I'm like, why wouldn't you go to Whole Foods? Why, why, why are you going to Kohl's? That's the competitor. Because when you walk through, mm-hmm. like we were talking about, when you're going to go ahead and, you know, buy the, uh, um, you know, if you get your, your your vaccine shot and you're in Walgreens, you're probably going to buy something to eat there. It's the same thing too. Well, why would you send them to Kohl's? And finally, the Amazon shut that down where you can't go into Kohl's. And now you can go to Whole Foods, which I own, mm-hmm. and you can drop off your stuff. I just was so excited because that happened to me last week.
0: You returned something or you went to pick up something there?
1: Well, I actually went to return items to Amazon and then I bought item or returned my items from Amazon and then I bought $300 worth of groceries at Whole Foods.
0: Yeah, there you go. You can also have your packages delivered to uh, Whole Foods as well. They have those storage lockers there where you can uh, have your uh, packages delivered there as well as your returns. I mean, that was yeah, one of that's the most... kind
1: of the new thing at targets. And, uh, well, I know, uh, Home Depot has that. And Walmart. well, you're right. I mean, they all do, but
0: where did they learn that all from? I mean, Amazon, right. That's why they're, I mean, it's the, uh, it, it makes me think of the Wayne Gretzky quote. Have you ever heard about when asked why he was so good at hockey, right? It's just how are you always in the right spot to make the shot or make the perfect pass. And he said, when he was a kid, his dad would, and he would study games, right? And he would just look at the pup and it just looked like squiggly lines all over a piece of paper, but it was everywhere the puck was. And he started to learn to anticipate. He's like, I'm not looking for where the puck is now, but I know where the puck is going to be, right? And that's really what the, the idea is. is, And that's what one of the things I also look for in, in companies, right? I can, One of the things I can use to value them is their is there leadership. And sometimes you just have leaders that can just see things that you and I cannot i put jeff bezos in that category i put elon musk in that category with tesla i put reed hastings in that category with netflix right is these are guys that they're not looking where the puck is now they're looking where the puck is going to be right and Mm -hmm. i mean streaming on demand video circa 2000 reed hastings talked about that in, uh, in one of his annual reports then and I mean it was still just a mail mail and DVD thing and he was actually if you read the report from 2000 he's talking about it. I foresee a day where bandwidth is is good enough that you can watch all this content just on your television set and DVDs won't even be a thing.
1: I like your uh, Wayne Greski take. All right, great stuff tonight. So how can the uh, listeners get a hold of us? Two Buds Talk Stocks at gmail.com on Instagram two buds talk stocks and We are on Twitter at Two Buds Talk Stocks. Keep trading.
0: All right. Talk to you soon.